When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we talked a bit about Harry Kane. As you can imagine, that was one of the big news stories of the day. We were then joined by a, a lower league goalkeeper who out Allisoned Allison. It's a great story. It is. Uh, we also spoke to Cy King, one half of the hairy bikers. Big Newcastle fan. He's got a new single out for a good cause. He told us about that. Uh, you got involved with some excellent emails and texts, as always. And I think that'll probably just about do it. That'll do, won't that'll it? That'll do for now. Yeah, that's I enough. Thought you, you were deserve. brilliant. You had a that's slight, all you deserve, you had, basically. You had a slight cold, Paul, but you didn't bleat no, on about it. I've got a slight cold, people, but you had a sneezing fit, which I haven't so far, that's which, true, is, which that is, is great. True. You're the yes. one who sneezed during the news. Well, is that a crime? Well, it's not <laughs> really I... a crime. It's, uh, okay. No, it's just, it's just an observation. Right, fine. Well, so well, I'd anyway. like to apologise to anybody who... I, that's unlikely to make the podcast, <laughs> yeah. the sneezing. If you want if you want to hold warts and all, you have to listen to in. the show. Let's put it in. <laughs> anyway, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. So, Ryan Mason talking to the press about now. So, I've yeah. got in uh, in Ryan Mason bingo, I've got, as far as I'm concerned, Harry Kane is a Tottenham Hotspur player. Yeah. I've got that. I've got, I'm focusing all my attention on Aston Villa. Yeah. And I've also got, of course he's off, wouldn't you be? He's way too good for us. Yeah, so. I think he may, he may, he may <laughs> kick off with that. Um, I, 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 apparently, the, the word out of the club is that they're not massively impressed with the timing of this. You know, I, I don't sense uh, that, it, that it's been done deliberately but the, the word has got out I, I did hear about four weeks ago that mm-hmm. this was imminent so it didn't come as a massive uh, surprise to me but the cat is out the bag I do wonder if the timing of it has got something to do with maybe uh, Harry Kane's people making overtures being told well you know You've got three years left on your contract. Suck it up. Doesn't and sound like Daniel Levy would say something <laughs> well, like that. Well, I'm not saying it was him. That's, but I'm, sense, I'm sensing maybe uh, it, it, there's a bit of frustration. I don't know. We we shall see. But it is kind of an inevitable consequence of the, the mismanagement of the club on the football front. I can't argue with the infrastructure. You've only got to look at that, the bricks and mortar. But on the football front, really, since uh, the, the season, you know, when Maurizio Pochettino kept saying that we needed a churn, we needed a real rebuild, we needed to 
build on what we had and and we didn't. So yeah. this is a consequence of that, I think. I mean, I think it'll be really interesting to to see what happens at Spurs tomorrow night. I, I don't think, I think we were saying before the show, that there'll be a lot of love for Harry Kane. Yeah. Be sort of like, please we don't, want you to stay. Please don't go, He's Harry. one of our own. It will be, there'll be banners. But there'll there will be, be bed sheets currently yeah, having black emotion so. paint put on them saying, please don't go, Harry. Yeah, there will be some ire, I imagine, aimed towards the director's box. There the would have been anyway. I think there right? would have been, yeah, but this, this will compound it, I think. Um, but what you know will happen is that Harry Kane will be sold two hours before the end of the window and then you'll have two hours yeah. to get a manager and to, and to get eight players. <laughs> it's like a you? game show, isn't just, it? Just do it now. Challenge Daniel. We were there so he is in a helicopter in a jumpsuit. I mean, we were talking before the show. It was quite... Enter- the, the chat we were having was quite should have been wow. on air, Paul. But, I, quite but, a lot of the stuff, sadly, I can't, <laughs> no. I can't say on air. But, but you would think that at some point, you know... Spurs might realise that it might be an idea that if this is going to happen, sure, you want to try and convince him to stay, but if he wants to go, pick a price, accept that price if somebody gives you the money that you want, do it early, get a manager, get a manager who's got experience. I mean, we've both talked about Ralph Ranić and say, do you know what, Daniel Levy, I've got involved in a lot of deals in the past and and it hasn't gone that well. Why don't I try a new tactic and Mm. just give them time, sign some players you know, before like a minute to midnight, five games into the season. Yeah. I mean, it all sounds very sensible, this, that I'm suggesting. It doesn't sound like a mad plan, does it? Uh, but, you know, it's. I think it's very difficult when you've been uh, in that situation. It's quite difficult to let go. This is why I think Ranjit wouldn't get the job, because he would want to be in charge of recruitment, and I don't sense that Daniel Levy would let him do that. So no. someone that, that could be given $150 million with his track record, uh, plus maybe, if they actually do manage to sell some players. That's the biggest problem. The big, Tottenham's problem with churn is... Uh, the chairman wants maximum amounts of money for a lot of players that people don't want, and he wants a huge return on players that haven't been successful, and he wants to pay next to nothing for yeah. for other players like from other clubs. When I bought my flat, right at the end of the deal, hmm. there was something saying, look, if there's a problem with the building works, you know, we'll put five grand towards it in the next six months, yeah. right? Because, you know, we've lived in it for the last 15 years, and it's some kind of... And I was like, okay. And then at the last minute, they said, actually... We're not, we're not going to do that. And you think you've gone through the whole thing. You just want the flat. That, you know, it takes so long. At the end, you think, you're doing that at the last minute. Yeah. You sneaky bleeps. Yes. But then at the end of the day, you're just like, look, I can't, I can't fight over this because I just, you know, and that's what he does with every single business deal, yeah. isn't it? Well, look, he's anyway, he, you know, anyway. I, I, um, I, I, that thing, the old Danny Blanchard thing about echoes of glory. I mean, I, I, I think if you look at the clubs that generally are successful, um, there is a little bit of glory in it for their owners, whether that be City, whatever the questionable nature of the ownership in some people's eyes. Uh, Chelsea, where this is Roman Abramovich, wanting some of that glory, yeah. enjoying the sporting glory. I never sense with the Tottenham board and the Tottenham ownership that, that sporting glory is that important, that it is about the business. Um, and, you know, I think that's always going to mean we fall short. So as a result, you may you may desert well, Tottenham and follow well, Harry I just, Kane. I, no, well, I was just thinking to myself, you know, um, I, I've not glory hunted. I'm a Tottenham fan, for mm. goodness sake. So may, has anybody ever gone with a player? I mean, I would imagine some of those Nouveau fans it's probably someone in Kuala Lumpur now who regards himself as a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. So when Cristiano played for Real Madrid, he supported Real Madrid. And when he played for Juventus, he supported Juventus and possibly going back that far to Manchester United. But there are certain players, marquee players, like how many people around the world, if Messi went to City next season, 
Um, we just transfer their allegiance. We just straight they've away. just become sit. Oh, they've become biased because they're really, and they, as long as you've got Messi ten on the back of it, they don't really care, do they? So, I mean, I'm I'm joking, of course. But would you follow a player over a club? Have you ever considered doing that? I've got a couple. Uh, Vic Graham says my brother was only five years old, mm, but he changed okay. allegiance from Watford to Liverpool when John Barnes left, mm. and he's been a red ever since and uh, Railway Galactic says I did this as a kid before I understood the taboo I always loved Tim Cahill now all I have is tattered dreams and a pristine Hangzhou Greentown shirt (laughs) (laughs) we also want to hear from you if you've ever been offered step aside money as you've been hearing on Talk Sport Deontay Wilder there's muddied the water of the uh, AJ Tyson Fury fight but we all know what's going to happen no one's got the stomach for uh, Wilder Fury 3 who cares let's be honest he's He's beaten him. He really beaten him twice. Let's be honest, but he certainly beaten him once. So who wants to see that? So what? Step aside, money. What a joyful! Imagine that. Imagine you're at work today, and uh, they say we can step aside, money. You know, I'll take. Look, if you know, if 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 Barry or Charlie or Andy once is coming well, it, back in, the and trouble just says, is, you know, I, I was saying to you earlier on, um, I it's costing me a fortune working with you yeah. because every day I work with you, I offer Charlie Baker step aside money. Sure, because he's just because sitting he's, on his, sitting he's on his backside the, at the moment, eating a pasty, exactly, listening to this, well, he's, and he's, he's quids he's, in. He's due the shift, isn't he? <laughs> he's due the shift, but nobody <laughs> wants nobody wants to hear that, do no, they? So exactly. obviously he's had to step aside. So step aside money for Charlie. He's laughing. He just at his leisure. So anyway, have you? ever been offered step aside money I mean it seems unlikely but just being have you ever been paid to do absolutely nothing yeah. don't say that's what you're doing right now Max we yeah. know that everyone yeah. knows that's true it's, a, it's the easy chair we're aware of the secret you don't need to tell anybody the bosses don't really realise yeah. what this chair's all about but have you ever been paid to do absolutely nothing the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport Jane <laughs> in Horridge says when Joe Jordan left Leeds for Manchester United in 1978 I followed him 43 years like not literally like a stalker 43 years later, I'm still a Manchester United season ticket. That's treacherous, Jane. She, so she went with Joe and she stayed with him wow. uh, at Manchester United. A little bit of glory hunting going on. But then she stopped there. She didn't carry all the, you know, when Joe Jordan was like assistant to Harry, she wasn't yeah. there going, now I'm Spurs. Yeah, but she sent hate mail to uh, Gennaro Gattuso, <laughs> Probably, didn't she, after yeah. their little fallout in the touch Gattuso. line. Anyway, um, open your papers today. They're still talking about Alisson's incredible headed goal against West Brom at the weekend. We rarely see goalkeepers scoring. Well, on Saturday, before Alisson uh, worked his heroics for Liverpool, this story appeared uh, in The Sun. It involves uh, goalkeeper Jordan Holt, who scored three times in a cup <laughs> semi-final and still ended up on the losing side. He was playing uh, not for Liverpool, to be fair, but for Wigington Grasshoppers. Tough place to go. Uh, good afternoon, Jordan. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good. good. Thank you. I mean, you know, you probably looked at Alisson Sunday and thought, yeah, right. Um, because <laughs> talk us through the, the first, talk us through the first two goals that were quite Allison like give us the scenario what was going on and how how you scored the goals yeah so the, the backdrop of it was uh, it was a county cup semi-final uh, went up to Yarm uh, not an easy place to go like like you said mm. um, but yeah we were 2-0 down uh, going into the last sort of 5-10 minutes uh, we started to play a bit better and we weren't really in the game before that and then we got a corner about the 90th minute and it was a case of looking to the bench as it, for permission, but I was going anyway. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter what level you're at as a yeah. goalkeeper, you can have I, to do it. I, so yeah. who gave you the nod? Was it the coach or who, who gave you the nod? Yes. yes. Yeah, you I don't mean, have a goalkeeping coach at Wigginton, no? Just no, to, we don't. Totally no. Okay. My, my, 
my dad's on the coaching staff, so right. I kind of gave him the look and he just flicked his head and say, yeah, go on, what we got to lose? Right. Um, so that was about the 90th minute. Um, ball came in and, uh, yeah, got my head on it. So 2-1, so it was like, right, get Did back Did they not and... pick you up? Was it like Alisson? Was it that confused look of the of the defenders around you saying, who's, cause they're not, who's, pick, who's picked you up? Has anybody tried to pick you up? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a, a free-fall, isn't it, at that stage? You see the keeper come up and go, who's going to mark this idiot coming? Um, <laughs> so, so sort of just sort of put my body in a sort of a position. I thought, right, I can get med on this. And yeah, the, the ball came in and it was it was inch perfect. So yeah, 2-1. Two, 2-1, one. Two, one, yeah. Did you uh, get the ball and run back to the centre circle? Did someone else get that? No, nah, someone was already on right. that. Okay, um, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So save me, saved me an extra three yards in the scheme of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, went back and then sort of, probably about two minutes later we got another corner as if to say well we're still 2-1 down uh, like let's get go up again so and did they take you any more seriously this time <laughs> did you have a did you have a, yeah. a man right on yeah, you yeah they this did time? actually their, their biggest centre half picked me up second time round which was uh, I think they tried to try to learn the lesson from the first one mm-hmm. um Unfortunately, they didn't. So, uh, again, a bit of a carbon copy, really. Wow. Head on the second one, and um, yeah, it all went a bit nuts. Imagine the Yarm manager say... at this point. He'd be going <laughs> mad, won't he? Well, Yarm, famously, Yarm do zonal marking. It just doesn't they do. You know, they don't this, go, it's, yeah. it's a lesson they should learn. Now, obviously, there is this, you know, hashtag scenes is what people say. But yeah. after you've scored your second header in injury time to draw, to get the match level, can you describe the scenes for us? Yeah, so... <laughs> A bit of a spoiler, really. I, I used to play centre-half uh, for right. a few years. Hmm. Um, so I think our lads kind of expected me to get my head on the end of it. Obviously, anyone from Yarm didn't really know who I am and kind of what, what was going on. So they, they were obviously sort of head in the hands, being 2 a up going into the 90th minute. And then some keeper scores two goals, which, yeah, out, out of the blue. Um, we actually got a third corner after oh, that. Oh. Uh, permission was denied. Uh, oh, you're off. joking. Come on, Dad. Yeah, which, yeah, I know, yeah. So we thought there was an, a little bit of extra time after that. So obviously at that point we had something to hang on to. So yeah. permission was denied. Yeah, you got to reach for the stars, <laughs> in the words of I S. know, S. yeah. Hindsight, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I mean, yeah. if we'd have realised in that split second it was straight to penalties, I think I'd have been, I'd have been flying up again. But So you yeah, took a pen as well. Once It did go to pens, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, so um, first first three each basically were scored, um, and then my best mate actually, Josh Lucker, started giving oh. a shout out. Um, he missed. Oh, Josh! Uh, it was your best yeah, mate. So, Clearly, yeah. now you've outed him on national. Radio. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only mentions he's he on national radio missing a pen. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, they went first, so that I saved one. Then we missed, uh, and then it was my penalty. Uh, fifth, which was it Joshua a traditional scored. keeper's pen, like you like a like your Kevin like Preston, a goal, like a goal, goal kick, kick, yeah, a goal kick that goes <laughs> in the net. Was it one of those, or no, was it a Panenka? I'd like to say it was a bit more more cool, calm, and collected than that. Actually, it wasn't a case of just put your laces through it. So um, yeah. I mean, the, the original plan was not to take one. I used to take them. Um, but if you save a penalty, your emotions are running high. And like yeah. I said, you might just end up going up and lashing it over. So when there was four confident hands and then a few half half-hearted uh, hands getting raised it's like right solid what we got to lose I'll, uh, I'll put my hand up so yeah and you lost on penalties though they the ultimately the yeah. arm came through and what was it like at the end I mean any of the young players I mean obviously they could be magnanimous then they, were they saying yeah. blimey well done mate that is it they, they realised they'd been in a, a different noteworthy kind of game I guess yeah definitely there was this one lad that was giving me a bit of uh, a bit of stick actually because their, their second goal was on the 
it's one of them you do it a hundred times and it happens once. Um, ball sort of broke. I've, I've gone to clear it, it's hit this lad in the midriff and and, and cannoned in and gone thirty yards oh, behind me. So, uh... so he was giving me stick for about twenty minutes about that. Um, obviously, there's always one gobby so and so in there really, but um, yes, there is. <laughs> after he was giving it, giving it, giving it, the, giving it large and. Um, Sort of when I went up for a corner, it's like, oh, you're not going up for this as well. You're not going up for that. So I was like, I scored the first one. I sort of gave him the eyes as if to say, there's time yet. Um, <laughs> and then obviously after the second one, I think he wanted the, the ground to swallow him up, really. Considering, um, but, considering Jordan, that you've been completely let down by your team. He scored yeah. two, he scored a penalty, he saved a penalty. You've been completely let down by a teammate. Are you looking for a move? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the summer window's open, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah. Well, very, everyone wants no. a goal-scoring keeper. They're very much... They're on vogue. Yeah, they're right. on vogue at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So that will be... Uh... Yeah, the highs and lows of football, actually. Uh, I knackered my knee on Sunday, so... Uh, oh. Yeah, so actually your producer rang me yesterday. I was on the x-ray table, so I had to bring him back. So oh, so is that, that's, that's you for the season, is it? Yeah, that's me for the season, I think. Uh, we've got one cup final to come. Oh. Um, sort of our, our league cup. So, yeah, that's me done, I think. Well, Jordan, it's a great story. Brilliant story Appreciate yeah. you joining us and uh, well no, done. You. You're out, Alison Allison. That does take some yeah. doing. Cheers. Thanks very much. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. What do you do? What do you say? It's smoking mirrors.
Waiting for the Sun by uh, Little Moscow and uh, taking lead vocals, I think, which is rare for him, is uh, one half of the Hairy Bikers, Newcastle fan, friend of the show, Cy King. Good afternoon, Cy. Afternoon. How are you doing, fellas? Are yeah, you good? we're good. So, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, you, you don't normally uh, take on the vocals, do you? No, well, we all sing button vocals, you know, because, mm. and, and I quite like, that part of me being in the band is I quite like sitting at the back. However, this time as well, I play percussion as well, so I play congas. So on that track, I'm playing congas, and there's actually a better drummer than me uh, called uh, Ivan Diaz, who's uh, one of uh, another part of Little Moscow who plays drums on it. And Because uh, I, I, I couldn't do both. I'm not that talented. <laughs> <laughs> the second, the, the second when, uh, best drummer in the band. Yeah, it's a key <laughs> the role. second best. Yeah. It's a bit like Ringo Starr, yeah. you know. And, um, <laughs> And, and uh, uh, yeah, so the lads, the lads said, oh, listen, King, do you want to sing this? And I was like, no. <laughs> said, you're singing it. It's your track. So I said, okay. Um, so I just gave it a go. And it was for a, it was for a good cause, you know. Yeah. So, um, so we just thought we'd have a, have a bit of a giggle with it. And then we, went, then we thought, oh, I quite like this. Should we release it? And uh, let's release it with, uh, with the Trussell Trust in mind, just because of the huge and, and outrageous increase in the, in the need for, and the need for food banks uh, uh, across their network uh, and the reliance on them in, in the UK in 2021 is is nothing short of shocking. So we thought we'd just raise a little bit of awareness about that, lads, as well, really. I think that's one of the things that has come out of the pandemic, isn't it? I think people have been honestly shocked by just how how many people are using food banks. It's, you know, it is. I think it's been a shock to a lot of people. Sure, and I think there's no... You know, lads, there's no, there's no one reason. You know, I, you know, I, I remember I was only, and, I, and I'm sure you guys do too. I remember when I was first starting out that I was only a month away from complete financial oblivion. You know, you'd got the mortgage paid, you had the kids, you had car, you know. And these aren't, you know, it, there are so many um, socio-economic reasons that, that that people have to use food banks, mm. and it's not, it's not the fault of that through no fault of their own. Um, and it's um, and it's also that that kind of erosion of your dignity as a human being as well, um, because we live in a, in a in a society that you cease to be important as soon as you cease to have the finances and the ability to consume, and um, and I think that that's that's you know that's that's shocking you know that's that's no way to, that's no way to live in any civilized society. Sure, I think you know from from what Marcus Rashford did in reading his story. I think for yeah, people, Marcus, yeah. yeah, for people who you know, and I feel very lucky. I've never ever had to think like when I was going to school to think. I don't know if there's going to be dinner. It was like, oh, what's for dinner? You know, that was. I never yeah. had to think. I wonder if there will be food. And I think it's quite hard to to imagine what's that like if you if, if you haven't experienced it. Well, I think it's hard to imagine. Hard to imagine the emotion behind it, and it's not hard to imagine hunger and desperation, is it? Because mm. that means that you know that that we all have a little bit of, we, or we should have some empathy with each other. And I think that's what the pandemic's brought brought a little bit closer. That that there are more things that are important than than um, the entertainment of, of of material wealth. There's community. There's care. There's love. There's compassion. And there's understanding. Um, and and a celebration and the difference of us all, you know, and that's that's um, that's kind of, that that's more important than anything else because that's the true glue of society and how we all should get on, really. And I think that the pandemic brought that brought that to the fore, really. The uh, so all I'm the money to say. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so all the money goes to the Trussell Trust. You've you've got a, a kind of link to a website so people can download it. There's no third party involved, is there? No, there's no third party involved. But what we have done, um, just because it's easier because people are streaming and stuff, you know, it was a bit clunky at the beginning. So we we, we, we decided to put it down on, on uh, littlemoscow.net, which is where you can download it and you pay your quid and it goes to the trust. Um, but what we've decided to do is um, through a very good uh, good organisation called TuneCore, we've, we've de- decided to put it on Spotify and and um, iTunes as well, because that's where people normally stream yeah. the music from. So we just want to make as much dosh as we possibly can for, for the trust's network of, of food banks. So we, we, we thought we'd do that and, and see and see how that goes. So um, we're keeping a close eye on, on all those that are nibbling what is a very small percentage. Sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, look, we'll tweet well, out the a, links as well. Yeah, I've just, I've just tweeted, um, yeah. I've tweeted the link for the little video you've done for Little Moscow with the, the website as well. And we'll, we'll, we'll get oh, those thanks, guys. through that's, our social that's, that's media. That's kind of you. And are you, are, you, are you both well and on good form? Yeah, we're not too bad. We're kicking along uh, despite everything. The, it's very uh, polite. I've, you know, that, yeah. I mean, I'm not many guests come on and ask us no, how just, we generally are. I've got a leaking, man. leaking tap in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, well, as long think, as it's just the tap, lads, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. For all of that certain Paul, age, don't we? You Paul, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Paul's got a little bit of a cold, but he doesn't want to talk got, about I it. I won't talk about that. No, I just okay. I sold you on. Paul, don't talk about your cold. Don't no, talk I don't. About so, did you and Dave have a, a series sort of in the bank, or did it kind of stop you? Because uh, obviously, you guys normally get on the road, and that was impossible yeah. during the pandemic, yeah. wasn't it? Well, we, you know, we had that little, that, that kind of little, uh, little break and stuff at, at, at the end where everybody tried to get back to normal and it didn't work. Um, so we, 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 we were filming. So we do have a series that are, that is coming out in the autumn. That's that that's in the um, in the archives of the BBC, waiting for them to uh, to announce when they're going to show it. All right. So I think that's going to be in in the autumn, and we actually start filming again on another show at the end of the month. So um, it did stop quite a lot of our activity, and and it's been a it's been an interesting time because Dave and I were talking about it in the sense that you know it's the first time in twenty five years I've ever been this long in one place. Mm. So it's kind of, it's been quite reflective, you know, as well. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. Have what, you- what a gig, eh, isn't it? motorbiking around eating cooking stuff like what a, yeah. just a dream you've got it's a, the it? way it's kind of a look you know we've we've known you guys I may a, have oversimplified it there yeah. slightly but we've known you for a long time since the kind of very early days and it, it's it is amazing isn't it you've kind of you know you you both work very hard and you're very good at what you do but it, it, you must pinch yourself sometimes because you're two mates who uh, who get to sort of work together regularly and and do something you both love oh we, there's not look you know there's there's not a dear goes goes by when we're on location you know that we don't put um we don't put our eyes skyward and say thank you very much because it's it's you know we're incredibly privileged and and that that never ever ever has left us um you know because that's important it's important to understand your privilege and it's important to actually recognize it and say thank you you know to whatever to whatever god you believe in but it's always a it's always a it's always good and and you know that the all the people that follow the bikers are, 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 are you know, we we'll love them. It's a community, you know. We're, we're always enormously appreciative of the of the support that we get, because it's always a constant surprise to me. <laughs> like, wait, wait, people keep liking it, dear. What's going on, man? You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's uh, do you ever, do you ever, you know, just bring yourself? back down to earth by watching a Newcastle game, certainly from the, the first, what, six, seven months of this season. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it's been a bit difficult psychologically because, you know, there's a tendency for suicidal thought. But, um, it, it, yeah, it's not been a great... It's not been great. I was just reading a day in the, in, in the Ronnie Gill, which is the Evening Chronicle, which is one of our local papers, mm. that we've now dropped out of... Uh, it's it's interesting. I was going to talk to you about John about Barnsley and what Barnsley was saying the other day um, about the Super League and all that sort of stuff. And basically, he just hit the nail on the head, didn't he? Because you know, football for me in my head was always a working class game, and now there's things like you know, uh, words associated like brand. Yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff, and the, the you know Newcastle's ready for a big the the, the big bang because it's uh, you know it's slipped out of the top twenty of the most um, uh, lucrative European football clubs, and you know and it's now at number twenty two, so it's ripe for takeover, you know, and it's just like when did that what has gone on with that sort of football culture? You know, it, Newcastle United is right in the centre of the city of Newcastle. And it's a and, and you know what the city does well when the football team does well, mm. and it, and I think that you know all all the fans in Newcastle have a sense of frustration about this kind of you know it's all about the dollar and 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 the thing is that it is all about the dollar because you can't perform as a football club without it and it's just it, it it's just so sad and so frustrating that we're at that point that 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 you know and 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 that the fans get rinsed you know it just drives me nuts. Yeah, and then you see you see the performances on the field, and you just think, well, no wonder the lads are under enormous pressure. The managers are under enormous pressure because it's not about football anymore; it's about money and agents. Mm. Finally, so I, I, uh, I was that's my take. On it yeah, no, I, I, I think that well, after what's happened over the last few weeks with ESO, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. Because certainly, and we saw yesterday with the yeah. the amount of people that in a day, well over a hundred thousand people signed up to to look at uh, new ways for governance in football. I think we all agree with that. But um, I was telling Max earlier on, yeah. you joined us back in, I know it's October 2014, because it ties into a game. You joined us on the Fools panel and to try and guess the scores yes. of those weekend's games. And it was Southampton versus Sunderland. And you <laughs> said, you just said 8-1 to Southampton. <laughs> and oh, how we laughed. But you didn't yes. get it completely right, because it was 8-0 <laughs> to Southampton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember that? I do remember that. I was going to mention it today. I was going. To, I don't think that'll ever happen again. I wish I'd had a bet on it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I, I, that would <laughs> so never happen good. again. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. You've been getting in touch this afternoon. We were asking about step aside money, weren't we? That mm. Deontay Wilde will probably get to make sure that uh, AJ versus Fury is on. And you've been telling us a few stories along those lines. Uh, yeah, you have. Sorry, I've not. I was. Uh, I was just. I oh, thought you were going to be the oh, first sorry, one, looking... and I was. I was looking for some classics on the second well, one. This, but this, I, I can if you want. No, this one here. Michael in Carlisle said my gran was desperate to go to uh, brother's graduation, but didn't have a ticket. That's amazing. But I sold it to her for fifty quid. Oh, God, you can't a free ticket to go. You brought. You sold your nan a ticket. That's bleak, Michael. Sold have you your ever, old nan? Have you ever ripped off your grandparents? <laughs> Eight twenty nine. That's very um, poor. Jack says I forgot my mouthpiece for my trumpet. 
when booked to play a bank holiday village fate as part of a band. The guy still paid me, just told me to pretend. It's not quite a step aside money, but he's getting paid for doing absolutely nothing. Uh, Dr Peter Gammons says, uh, I got paid to do nothing for two weeks on jury service. I got let out at about 11 o'clock every day for the first 10 days, just walked around Manchester City Centre on full pay. Wow. That was good, wasn't step it? Step aside money, nearly more from Abbey, says, in the late noughties, I was paid to manage the user acceptance testing on a system that didn't exist. <laughs> for users that hadn't been recruited. This went on for two months, with me turning up to the office merely to entertain myself. I must have got through John Grisons and Tom Clancy's entire back catalogue, <laughs> as well as getting in some impressive levels of office flirting. Don't judge me, it was a different time okay. As you might expect, the customer was a government department. Um, yeah, the DUP, if you're interested. Yeah, shame uh, on you. Joe Thank you, says, Neil. Joe says, when my employer forgot about me while I was on paternity leave and replaced me, they paid me three months... doesn't say a lot about what you contributed to the company, Joe. Yeah. They paid me three months' salary to not work for them and not sue them for employment law breaches. Wow. That's good. They forgot he existed. We also asked every, whether you've ever followed a player. We heard from one fan earlier on who uh, followed... Joe Jordan from Leeds to Manchester United and stayed a Manchester United mm. fan. Um, I followed Glenn Hoddle from Spurs to Monaco as a 12-year-old and was the only person at my school to wear a Monaco home shirt that was regularly mistaken for a Palace shirt, red stripe across it. Uh, God give this Glenn and the filthy rich foreigners taketh away. Uh, read the sign at the last game I saw him play for Spurs in the 87 Cup oh final. He kind of, uh, Robert in Wakefield, he went with our blessing. I was yes. here that I mean, day. He went with our... Probably get, if, if you've still got the sign, you could take it to the lane tomorrow. <laughs> yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow from one. If you can join us live, great. If not, the podcast will be available as always at around five. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.